My guest today on the Hondo Handy podcast is Deshaun Harris. His love for bas- for the game of basketball has led him not only to become an NBA agent, but the youngest ever at age 22. How you doing today, Deshaun? I'm doing great. I really appreciate you having me on. Well, I'm excited to talk to you uh, and talk a little bit about your journey. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to share it. When was the earliest time in your life that you thought about becoming an agent? Uh, I would say the earliest time in my life that I thought about coming to agent was about seventh grade, seventh or sixth grade. Um, my parents, my dad and my, my, my dad and my mom, we established a uh, nonprofit organization that that empowered students in our area, student athletes in our area to um, pursue athletics through um, through through education and really really empowering them and intersecting both and being around that and seeing the impact that sports has on athletes and um, how it can become a positive light just really affirmed to me that I, I was ready at least to, to play a role in, in the sports business. I knew I, I wasn't quite good enough to become a professional someday. So reality hit early for me. So, but I knew I always wanted to be around within the business. Well, that's excellent. My next question was going to be about, uh, was there anyone that influenced you or encouraged you, but you already mentioned your mother and your dad and the, and the establishment uh, that they did with uh, all the students in the area early. Um, yes, sir. Uh, tell me about your journey to college and which college did you attend? So uh, I would say my, my journey to college was a little bit unique, especially within my undergraduate um, journey. Out of coming out of college, I I really wasn't accepted to any of the colleges I I liked or any of the ones I was looking at prospectively, so I decided to go to community college. Okay. Um, and doing so, I, I I knew that I had I had a fuel in my stomach, you know, not getting accepted to the colleges that I wanted to go to, and to put it frankly, I, I was pissed. I was pissed off. Um, I understand. And I, and, you know, I just, I wanted to go for it and I decided to do, you know, two years of, of work and of work in one year, um, at wow. community, at community college. And I, uh, I did 60, 64 units in a year and I was able to get two years done in one. Um, and I was fortunately able to, you know, get accepted to one of the top universities, University of California, San Diego and, uh, in, in La Jolla, in La Jolla, California. And I ended up graduating in three years, and and really it was just a tremendous blessing. Um, I didn't have the foresight to see that, you know, it was gonna it was gonna put me in the best position possible. One of, you know, something that I thought was such a tragic thing, and in the moment, really led out to the most positive outcome. Well, I tell you, sometimes uh, uh, you might consider it a failure or a letdown leads to uh, a new beginning. And right. You uh, have really uh, been exta- outstanding in your efforts and and your goals. Um, Deshaun, uh, what degree? What degrees did you uh, earn uh, while you're at those two colleges? So yeah, at University of California San Diego, um, I was able to earn a, a degree in sociology, and then I decided, you know, after graduating that same year in the fall, I, I wanted to pursue my master's. And I was able to get my master's in one year from Cal Baptist University in communications. And it's currently led me to my, my, 
you know, final and terminal educational journey, which is going to be a doctoral degree um, in data analytics from uh, Grand Canyon University. So really just thought, you know, while, while, I'm, while I'm here, I might as well finish it out. And while, you know, I've, I've been afforded the luxury to finish at a quick rate, I might as well just, just get it all done. And and I would say my parents pushed me a little bit, you know. <laughs> I, I I was getting after the uh, masters. I was like, man, maybe I want to I want to park it in. But they were they really encouraged me to, you know. They they said, you know, you already made it so far. You might as well do something that can really change the trajectory, you know, of our family history and, and just add add on to it and continue continue the legacy that we're all establishing. So, man, that is amazing. It's amazing. You got a great family. Um, yeah, really do. Now, how has the uh, degrees helped you in your journey? I would say, I would say, so uh, sociology, you know, is understanding of humans um, and the way the way we operate in society, you know, from all different levels, whether it's the financial sector, the business, the business sector, or um, even just design and art space. So the, the sociology degree really gave me a, a broad understanding of the elements of human of elements of human learning. And um, the communications degree, you know, obviously in, in, in a business where communication rules the world and you really know how, need to know how to communicate, but also understand media and marketing um, and, the, and the dynamics within, that's definitely only assisted and furthered, you know, what I gained with my knowledge in sociology. And for the data, analytics, data analytics degree, I really just plan on um, being able to analyze data at the highest rate. You know, we're we're moving in a, in a new time, in a new age in the world, and to where technologically things are, are are kind of ruling the current business business sector. So, um, being only being able to understand the human side, but also the the data analytics side, uh, I think would would make a, a a positive combination for you know the rest of my life. That's excellent. Now. Because of your uh, love for basketball, you work with, you know, you begin to work with tournaments uh, throughout the Southern California area. Tell me about some of the relationships uh, you built along the way. And so we're we're blessed to be in Southern California, which I which I believe is you know the, the epicenter for for basketball and and youth basketball uh, to be more specific. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, almost equating to the same level of talent that uh, the DMV area has, you know, right. uh, it's there's the love for basketball runs deep and uh, yes. there's a lot of lineage and, and history within. So just being, mm-hmm. being surrounded within that atmosphere and being able to meet, um, you know, guys who are now professionals, guys that are playing college and the, and the next generation of, of young players that are coming up has, has really, you know, made a tremendous impact in my life. Um, you know, my dad having a foothold within the business, but also meeting different, tr- different people within the business who have ultimately become family, um, like the likes of a uh, renowned basketball trainer, Rico Hines. Um, it's really, it's leveled my, it's, it's, it's heightened my level of, of exposure and really just further, furthered my understanding for the game of basketball. Well, I know you were uh, <clears throat> thinking about it as a, as a young, young. What did you say, like seventh grade, uh, becoming an agent? Right. What? What, what was the? Yes, yeah, like about the seventh. 
Yeah, what, what was the final straw that said this is it? I'm gonna be an agent. Oh, okay. I was, I would say, the final straw was man. I was about. Uh, I, I actually, I can give you two final straws, and, and one okay. is, they're both personal, but one one is internal, and and the other is external. So I would say the external, you know, final straw was kind of seeing, the climate of um, current agency, and uh, I think that. There's there's a stigma attached sometimes to being an agent and being a, a business professional within the sports world, and me seeing that some of those stigmas were true, but also some of those stigmas were perpetuated by things like uh, socioeconomic status and racial culture, and um, knowing that I could be a driver of change within the space. So intimately seeing you know throughout summers and being around professional players who may have not have been placed in the best position by the representation and saying, man, I, I want to make a change. So I would say that was the external driving force and the internal driving force is a little bit uh, more laughable, but I would say I was about in seventh grade, a senior in high school. And my younger, my younger brother, he, uh, he's about three years younger than me, three and a half, four years younger than me. Mm-hmm. And man, he, he's talented. So we, we go and we're doing our training and we go play 21. I think him and me and my dad, and he just dominates me. <laughs> and, and, and think, like, for years, I was able to get along with my physical proudness, you know, just being bigger than him. Yes. And now he comes to my age, but he's, he's four years younger than me. So I was sitting here in high school thinking, man, like, I'm doing my thing. Like, I play varsity basketball. And this dude, <laughs> this dude comes up, and I just, man, I realized that I was not on a level to even – touch professional professional <laughs> to be a professional basketball player so reality setting quick like uh, I, I knew I knew that I was not destined to be a professional but def- definitely destined to be within the business but not not as a player <laughs> but then I um I understand like I mentioned before that uh, um you are the uh youngest NB PA certified agent at 22, and you are the uh, CEO of a, what is it called? It's intrusive sports In, agents. Yes, intrusive sports agency. Um, so when I when I was certified back in 2018, uh, well 2019, I was I, I became the youngest certified at the time. Okay. Um, at 22 years old, I'm now 23. I don't know if anyone came and took my reign ah. uh, or or not, <laughs> but. <laughs> But hey, I know, I know for a current year period, I was the youngest. And you, you've got that record; it might still be standing. Right, right, and I <laughs> hope it is. And if not, then I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy about it either way. Either what way. does what does NBA, NBPA stand for? So it's the National Basketball Players Association, and the Players Association is a governing body that basically is comprised of uh, players and elected leadership by the players. Um, whose goal is to work in the best interest of the players and the agents. Um, so as an agent, our, our job is really to find the best possible outcome at all times for, for our players, whether it's contractually or, um, you know, commercially um, or representation wise, it, it's all, it's all imperative that we are making the right decisions, but we also work hand in hand with, a, with an association uh, constantly hearing the players viewpoints and, and, and elements of improvement that that we need to make. I mean, this is a, this is great. This is great. 
Well, when did you start your agency, then, and and how are things going so far? So I I was fortunate enough, like I like I've said a few times before, like uh, I'm fortunate enough to have a great family who uh, who has the foresight, you know, to the foresight and vision, you know, all and and maybe it's not at times that I may not have it myself, but they they push we push each other to to be great at all times. Um, so before I made the decision to you know become an agent within my own agency, I was kind of torn between um, possibly working for another agency, gaining, um, you know, insight and experience somewhere else, or, you know, just using the resources and connections that we've naturally grown throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say it was just a, it was a point to where my confidence needed to hit, but the agency was, had already been established, paperwork filled out, and um, from a legal standpoint was already set in stone for me before I made that decision luckily by my father a year in advance you know so he 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 gave me the the decision and provided the foundation for me to to for me when i wanted to get started on my own to get started without having any hurdles or roadblocks i'm definitely appreciative for that um this summer is our first summer operating fully uh, and recruiting players myself as as an agent as uh, under intrusive sports agency Previously, there was some consulting and uh, consulting for some guys that went overseas and uh, men and women that went overseas. But now it's full fledged uh, representation under the intrusive sports agency name. All right. Um, You truly believe you want to have an impact on others, correct? Yes, that's my that's my main goal in life. Uh, You know, I tell people all the time. there's a, there's only a, a few things in life that I really want, and one is to travel. The second is to eat good food. The three, the third <laughs> is to is to really just uh, provide for my future generations, and the fourth is is just to help ma- as many people as possible. And if I can have those four things in life, then I'm, I'm set. I'm 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 content. I'm I'm, I'm extremely happy. So um, with that being said, I. That's I wake up every day knowing that that's my goal to help others and impact impact lives positively, in in many ways as possible. Uh, so you know, that's that's just something I'm trying to refine and something I'm trying to work towards each day. Beautiful. Now, helping par- players prepare for life after basketball is also important. Uh, is that one of your goals? Oh yes, sir. Yes, sir. I think, but I think that I think it starts while before your basketball career even starts you know you you i i don't think it's 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 a pre- it's a preparation for life after basketball mm-hmm. it's just a it's just a preparation you know it's just figuring out how basketball fits into your daily life because you're not you're you're not just a professional basketball player you're not just you're not just a like like you you're like like my father he's not just a, he's not just a dad you know he's right. a, he's a businessman he's a husband He's a he's an owner. He's a, he's a consultant. He's a friend. He's a he's an uncle. He's a nephew. So it's really just teaching these guys and and helping them understand that um, they can empower themselves at this current position. They don't have to wait until after basketball and after their playing career. All of this can go simultaneously, and choosing the right representation to allow you to flourish within your within your career, but also your personal life, I think, is imperative. Well said. I saw you standing alongside Kevin Durant. When and where was that? This was, um, it was, honestly, it was, uh, 
it was a great time for me to be able to see such craftsmanship on the court. Mm-hmm. This is um, about two summers ago in in the uh, notorious Rico Rico runs at UCLA, California. So during the summer, okay. you'll you'll see uh, basically an all star game of basketball players every single day playing pickup at UCLA, wanting to refine their game. Wow. Um, and my my brother luckily was one of few few high schoolers to go out and comp- compete alongside these guys, but also just you know, be a fly on the wall to come and pick up gems. So me going there with him and um, him and my dad throughout that summer, you know, Rico empowered me and let me, you know, be a fly on the wall, but also just kind of help out in between, you know, help out with, you know, right. either whether, whether it's catching balls or whether it's grabbing towels or whether it's stuff on the court, you doing right. some player development stuff, really just allowing me to be a helping hand, but also empowering me to see something beyond myself and seeing seeing a way that I could, you know, be valuable within this basketball business. So the Kevin Durant picture, um, Katie came for about a week in L.A. during the summer. This is um, coming off the 20, 2018. The, so the 2017-2018 championship year. Right. Um, and being able to see him work and being able to, you know, kind of, be be with him and his main trainer and four people on the court and intimately see him and it, for him to allow me to you know watch his craft was an absolute blessing it was an absolute blessing honestly he's a he's a tremendous player and really one of one talent a talent we've never seen before in the NBA mm-hmm. at his size with his fluidity um I was just blessed to see it well he really is a dynamic player um you gain a lot of experience through uh, meeting the players, coaches, and, and basketball directors. How has that helped you? So, I, like I like I like I kind of uh, you know harped on before. It it was really just organic. It was really just either through my father being within the basketball space and the basketball business, helping student athletes, or my brother being a um, you know a highly touted basketball player within the country, just me being around and, and it be, me being involved myself and them, them empowering me and that, them allowing me to help them. Um, you just make all of these organic relationships. So these are guys that have watched me grow up, players that have watched me grow up and directors that have watched me grow up, but also vice versa. I've seen them grow their programs. I've seen them send players to college. I've seen, uh, I'm in contact with players that are in college and, and the pro level and um, I'm just glad that it's happened organically because you don't. It's 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 a real rare thing to be in that position. I understand you believe an agent should encompass family. Yes. Um, yes, sir. Uh, what? You know, I understand you had the opportunity to um, speak on the effects of the coronavirus um, has had on the NBA and the players going through. Uh, trying to get through the draft, or you know, it's just been a tough time. Yes. Um, what were some of your thoughts on that? I think, well, one, I was fortunate enough to talk to Kyle Boone of um, CBS Sports about the, you know, the current effects of coronavirus. This is a little bit earlier within right. when we kind of when we kind of didn't know, and we still we still don't know a lot of things that are that are going on and, and the implications of coronavirus. But I, I, my message was, was very simple, and it was really just to accept the situation at hand with equanimity 
you know, really just take advantage to, to prepare individually um, from a mental, physical, and emotional standpoint. Um, and also just, you know, attack the process with, with high energy. You know, this is a time for introspection and a time to get better, but also to, a time to appreciate the game of basketball because we don't know when it can be taken from us. We don't know when we can get it back, but also at the same time, a time to appreciate our family and a time to really appreciate what is around us. Um, because like the game of basketball is taken from us, life can be taken from us since. And mm-hmm. it's really, it's really just important to understand that and really live each day, you know, keeping that in mind, but not as a fear, but uh, as an element of power. I think it is definitely a different world without sports. Uh, uh, you know, you, you, you don't know how much, um, how, how important sports is until you lose it. Right. Right. Um, well, Sean, I thank you for taking the time to speak to me uh, today. Uh, I know it's a busy time, and I just heard that the NBA is trying to gear up and try to open up some practices. Yes, sir. So thank you for uh, sharing some time with me. Is there anything else you'd like to add? I just want to say I appreciate you. Uh, you're you're a legend within the game of basketball. <laughs> oh, you oh, spread. Um, they should be all ears. And, uh, you know, I'm I, you know, I, I can't wait to speak to you again.